evening and welcome to the big fight, the show that is young at 23, the oldest running debate show on Indian news television. I'm Sanket Upadhyay. The past few weeks, past few weeks, have seen the powers of ED, and these are the things in public discourse. The powers of the Enforcement Directorate, a political battle around it, a Supreme Court judgment on it, and the subsequent, what is now being called by the opposition, ED overdrive. All of it happened. Opposition has alleged that this is the Enforcement Directorate's political action against the opponents. While all of this was happening, the Congress decided to shift gears, hit the streets in protest. On Friday, the party planned a mega Black Friday protest where senior leaders wearing black clothes, black bands, black scarves, led by the Gandhis no less, were seen battling it out on the streets, perhaps in an attempt to settle, number one, any question on leadership change, and also to send a message to the party that the only way to survive is to fight. But by the evening, the BJP added a new spin to the saga a political hue, a political colour to the Black Friday protest. Amit Shah, the Union Home Minister, and the Uttar Pradesh Chief Minister Yogi Adityanath said that this is Congress's appeasement, that they chose to wear black clothes on a day when two years ago the foundation stone was laid for the Ram Temple. One thing is very clear by listening to this type of discourse, that the political battle for 2024 has begun. But on the big fight tonight, we ask a broader and a fundamental question. Is the opposition, you see it's not just the Congress, the TMC, the Shiv Sena, all opposition parties. Are they fighting an existential battle this time around? Let's quickly begin the big fight. I would like to introduce Sushmita Dev, Rajya Sabha MP of the Trinamool Congress, Shama Mohammed, spokesperson of the Congress Party, Justice B.A. Khan, former Chief Justice of the JNK High Court, Ashwini Dubey is an advocate from the Supreme Court, Lalita Kumaramangalam, member of the BJP, Sanjay Hegde, senior advocate, Ashutosh, senior journalist and a political analyst, and Devjani Bhattacharya is a political analyst, views lean towards the BJP. Let's start with the first round that is called the big fight. Uh, we begin with you, uh, Sushmita Dev where uh, we ask you this question that, is this an existential fight for the opposition ahead of 2024? You see, there's no question of an existential fight for the Trinamul Congress because the Trinamul Congress is in power in Bengal, as you know. Uh, Mamta Banerjee has won this election for the third time. And there are more and more people like Babul Shupriyo and Arjun Singh who are giving up uh, uh, the party which is in power in the center and joining the Trinamool Congress. But what is happening is that the Bhartiya Janta Party, despite the fact that they take pride in their PR exercises so huge about their development agenda and the agenda of helping the poor, they still, they still feel the need to target the opposition. They still feel the need to use central agencies to corner the opposition. Therefore, it is crystal clear that the BJP somewhere deep down inside is fearful of their own position. Otherwise, they would leave it to elections and fight it out. There was no need. There was no need to misuse the central agencies the okay. way they are. Okay. Okay. Uh, Shama Mohammed, your opening comments. 
See, there is no any, I mean, you asked about the existential crisis or whatever you're saying. Of course not. We are the only party which is fighting day in and day out against this government. Now, how many of our governments have they toppled? I mean, have you seen Maharashtra? You've seen Madhya Pradesh. You have seen, uh, you, you have seen Goa. So all these governments, Karnataka, have been toppled undemocratically. See, democracy, as like Rahul Gandhi said today morning, Democracy is dead in this country. We see dictatorship. Today, when we are protesting peacefully, in a democracy, peaceful protests are allowed. Our constitution allows that. Why section 144 just outside our Karyalia, just outside the AICC headquarters? Why was our, why not our MPs and our Karyakartas, various people from the party and leaders were not allowed to protest peacefully. That itself sees that they, the, the government right now is insecure. It is not us who are afraid. It is Narendra Modi who is afraid of Rahul Gandhi. It is Narendra Modi who is afraid of the Congress party. My leader and our party, okay. we go to do, we do press conferences, we take questions sure. from everybody. But Narendra Modi does, does, does not take any questions okay. from anyone. He okay. just does I'm, I'm and tells come back what to you, do. The Shama way Mohammed. ED has been used, just one second, the way yeah, ED has been used used only against opposition and none who have joined their own party. So, one minute From the opening comment time is over. I'm going to come back to you, Shama Mohammed. Justice B.A. Khan, your opening comment, sir. I have no opening comment. I have nothing to do with the politics of the issue. I am a judicial person. If you have anything legal to ask me, I am to answer. The rest of it, I find myself as an odd man out. Why don't you tell us something about the uh, the enforcement directorate and and the argument? No, you ask ask me. I, okay, I'm going to do that. I'll do that. Yeah. I, I get your point. You don't want to be yeah. drawn into this political debate. No, 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 debate. not in this political. No. Absolutely. So I, I, I find went... Sanjay there, but he's a legal man of all. Yeah, but I can't yeah. do that. I, I have been a judge, so no, no so issues. Please. I will ask you certain questions because there is a lot that we yeah, need to welcome. know. Welcome. Particularly yeah, on the enforcement directorate. So I'll ask you these questions and I'll come back yeah. to you, sir. Welcome. Thank you very much and appreciate your position. Uh, Lalita Kumara Manglam, your opening comments. Ms. Kumara Manglam, if you could unmute yourself. Yeah, uh, apologies for that. Um, uh, good evening to everybody. Um, the suggestion that Mr. Narendra Modi is afraid of uh, uh, losing power to the Congress, whoever may be. Whoever name was mentioned or not, is uh, I think everybody knows that that's just a political uh, statement. Uh, but aside from that, the fact is that uh, well, uh, the ED's job is to make sure that the leads that they find uh, are backed up by solid evidence. It has taken a while to have that evidence uh, collected, collected and collated in such a way that is uh, that it is presentable in the court. And today, the Supreme Court, in their own wisdom, has given the ED, or rather has uh, reiterated the fact that the ED has the power to take some very strong steps against people whom they have uh, proof. Now, um, the black flag uh, protests, etc., every party has the right to protest against whatever they feel they are protesting. And every opposition party, of course, has the right to do that. Whether it was for leadership change or whether it was actually because they explained okay. the price rise or whether it is for some other reason, sure. is for the Congress to clarify. Sure, ma'am. I'm going to come back to you. Your one minute time is over. I'll come but back to you. But they have played, they tried to play the victim card today. Sure. 
which uh, I think uh, is because they, uh, as you pointed out, they probably feel they're, they're grabbing more eyeballs when they make these protests okay. than they've been able to do in Parliament so sure, far. Sure, sure. Ashwini Dubey, opening comments. Thank you, Sanket Ji. Sanket Ji, the new trend, the new fashion has just started that demoralize the investigating agencies, demoralize the judicial system of the country if the judgment is not in the favor. So demoralizing investigating agencies or the government bodies is not the way to criticize the government and its functions. See, Sanket Ji, Supreme Court in Nikesh Tarachand Shah have declared that ED has the powers conferred under the law to investigate people, conduct searches and raids, and even arrest citizens under the stringent provisions of the Prevention of Money Laundering Act. And by this judgment, the Supreme Court not only strengthened the power of PD, but also introspected the law's credibility, which has been reaffirmed by the Supreme Court recently, which on the other hand, the credibility of the opposition is at slowest. That government is keeping its hand, its functions of these agencies by this judgment. The law is taking its course, as the law of the land is always above one progressive with the selective people. Even Supreme Court by this judgment saying, that influence of government is not involved. Also, even immunity to you know, governments and the judges upheld okay. the competence of the parliament. Sure. Uh, Sanjay Hegde. Well, uh, just one clarification. Both Justice Khan and I are wearing black, but we, we are not protesting. <laughs> okay. Sure. That's a, Then I, I agree with Justice Khan uh, that uh, we men of law do not normally get into politics. Hmm. I am not into electoral politics. Let me put it straight. Hmm. I know which party I will not never vote for, but I don't know which party I will vote for. Have, ha, having said that, uh, you see, we are at a crucial stage in our democracy. We have, what is happening is that there is an overpowering um, uh, government at the center and one one uh, political party wants to dominate everything. Democracy works when there are two or more parties, when there is an equal fight, when people are given a choice. Today, if you take away the choice of every every other choice except the ruling party, then you possibly will end up with a North Korea or Iraq kind of situation. That is not healthy for democracy. And Going like uh, Lord Dalhousie's doctrine of lapse, going state after state, destroying the opposition there, that also is not healthy. It is against the federal structure. We are a patchwork of various subnationalities hmm. in the subcontinent. Okay. We cannot be tarred with one color only. Sure, sure. Okay. And certainly not the color black, which you are wearing. Thank you very much, Mr. Sanjay Igre. Uh, Ashutosh, your opening comments and then Ms. Devjani. Uh, I think, Sanket, I think we are uh, living in a kind of a democracy which should not be called a democracy in the, uh, in the classical sense. The fact today is that the few officers have been given a right to, to arrest me without telling me why I should be arrested. They can attach my property without telling me why, why my property should be attached. Can you imagine? I, 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 I'm questioning these, these, uh, these officers are they aware of the Indian jurisprudence? Have they read the Indian constitution? And what about the and what about the judiciary? I think the Supreme Court in this country has been known to protect the democratic and civil rights. If they are, uh, they can't protect the civil and, and, and uh, democratic rights. Then the question should be asked: Why the why the Supreme Court is there in the country? They are supposed to be the upholder of the constitution. 
they are supposed to the guardian of the constitution they are supposed to take sides with the uh, with the citizen not with the state but we have reached to a situation where our democracy is can be only called as a controlled democracy or semblance of democracy is there so if somebody is saying that democracy is is on the on the deathbed i i i can't disagree uh, I, i can't disagree on that point but the fact okay. today is that today i think we all have to come and realize that if democracy is not safe today then when okay okay devjani bhattacharya your yes. opening comment uh, i think that uh, there's no reason why it should uh, be an existential threat for the opposition however the way the opposition is behaving uh, they are making it look like an existential threat for them otherwise the ed is investigating that is also under democracy only that is also part of our democracy ed cbi all these are parts of our democracy they are acting as per our democratic format and then uh, why don't we um, cooperate with them i why don't we make it a show why, why don't you, why do we make a show out of it and then we make it i mean the opposition is making it uh, looking like an existential threat as if going to their office and interrogating them and asking them certain questions that itself is um, like uh, as not as per the format but that's not the case it is these are all parts of our democracy and the opposition should behave in a more matured way that's what i think okay justice khan now i want to come to you and ask you so we are going to divide the rest of the discussion in two or three parts ed and the use of agencies a political fight for instance uh, black color uh, garments being compared to uh, you know as a, as a sign of protest against the ram temple and also the larger debate on the existential battle while the uh, point number 2 and 3 are political in nature but justice khan now let's uh, ask you what your understanding is about the powers of the enforcement directorate you see what is being said right now is that the entire concept of criminal jurisprudence in this country is that you are innocent till proven guilty but now what has happened is with these special powers with the enforcement directorate you are guilty till proven innocent and uh, certain uh, conventions internationally are cited uh, for coming to this uh, coming to this arrangement you know while the supreme court may have upheld uh, the powers of the ed how do we ensure that these powers which the ed now should have must not be misused for instance if there is a case of corruption then should prevention of corruption act be applied or money laundering act be applied just to get the stringent actions of the ed in now uh, sanket uh, i want to make two clarification a distinction has to be made between testing the constitutional validity of a statute or law and the misuse of that law these are two separate areas in law may on the face of it look very draconian and stringent and yet constitutionally it may pass the test of validity here is a situation where we are getting confused that since allegedly the law is being misused that it must necessarily be constitutionally invalid that's not the case number 2 it's the prerogative of the constitutional court the supreme court to test the validity 
and to interpret the constitution and to safeguard it. It's nobody else's baby. And that court applies certain rules of interpretation as are applicable to any other game. Now, after applying those rules of interpretation, if the court concludes, I'll come to the apprehensions a bit later. If the court concludes that a particular provision of law is constitutionally valid, it's the end of the matter. Now, in implementation, how that law is implemented is a different ballgame altogether. Successive mm. governments are resorting to their own ways of implementation, mm. which may result in abuse, which may result in absence, which may result in whatever. That's altogether a different matter. Third element in this is something to be borne in mind is this interpretation is done by the judge. And who is the judge? The judge comes, he's a person from our society. He's a man of play as much as you and me are. He has his own predilections, he has his own philosophy, he has his own outlooks, he has his own background, he has his own dislikes, likes, and all those reflect on his judicial functioning. That's why you find some judges very conservative, some judges very liberal, some judges very convicting, some judges pro-labor, some judges pro-government, and these days people say all are pro-government, but what can you do about that? So he's a human being, he's not a robot. Now, if a judge renders a judgment which goes in favor of the government, there's an allegation that he's pro-government. Mm. But if that same judge or the other judge, the other bank, he gives a decision in favor of the citizen, then he becomes a liberal judge. Mm. Now, where do you draw a line? Now, this there is a misinformed debate going on the judicial functioning in this country, and I have been repeatedly trying to clarify that please get to know the nuances of the judicial functioning sure. before you comment on the, the the judgments and the verdicts and sit as appellate courts in the television studios. Mm. That's okay. one part of it. Now comes the Supreme Court judgment. If you ask me on that uh, a little after just now, I can reply on sure, that. Sure, sure. I'm going to come back to you and then we can uh, talk a little more about this. Shama Mohammed, let's first uh, ask you this question about the BJP's uh, allegation on why Congress chose the color black for its protest on Friday. They say that this is out of disrespect well. for the 5th of August 2020, when the foundation stone of the Ram Mandir was laid. You so know, you are anti-Ram, anti-Ayodhya, you know, uh, and, and you are indulging in appeasement. How do you respond? I respond by saying that this diversionary tactics will not work. Mr. Amit Shah wants to divert from the real issue that is Mehengai, that is Berozgari. And we are going to fight against these things, against what they are doing to this country, where there is an incredible back-breaking price rise, as we all know, and also unemployment, and also this 5% GST. So he cannot divert attention from it. And I want to uh, go back to Mrs. Kumara Mangalam. She said, ED goes to people when there is certain evidence against them. I want to ask Mrs. Kumara Mangalam, there was evidence against Mr. Narayan uh, Rane, which Kirit Somaya, your own MP, the Bharatiya Janata Party former MP has given. Then why is ED now not questioning Narayan Rane? 
recently Himanta Biswas' Sarma, an FIR is filed by our own Jharkhand MLA saying that the suspended Jharkhand MLA, Congress MLA, Mr. Ansari called him up, said that Himanta Biswas' Sarma is going to give them 10 crore rupees to move to Bhibhatiya Janta Party. Why is the ED not investigating that? So if it is based on evidence, ED should. Pratap Sarnaik, a, a Shiv Sena MLA who was who is now with Eknath Shinde, again, Mr. Kirit Sumaya was after him. Why is the ED not questioning now? ED was questioning him before. ED has stopped questioning now because he is with the Eknath Shinde faction and they formed the government right now in Maharashtra. So what we are saying is that we want ED or any uh, CBI, anybody to question whoever is corrupt or whatever. But it should be equally done okay, not with on whoever is corrupt. Not it cannot be that you lines. just go after opposition parties. Okay. Okay. Lalita yeah, Kumar Mangla, would you like to respond? Just, this is right now only against opposition leaders. Lalita Kumar Mangla's response, please. Yeah. Um, first of all, I think uh, we should all remember that the BJP has now been in power for eight years. So had we really wanted to go behind only opposition leaders, it would have been done a long time ago. As I just said in my opening statement, the ED has to take the time to check what is whatever may be facts or the, the, the doubts they have about people whom they have received complaints against, etc. Uh, there is no proof that the ED is not uh, looking at allegations that have been made against uh, the people whom uh, Shama Mohammed named, which is Ansa, uh, which is Narayan Rane, Himantu Bisha Sharma, etc. Uh, these allegations have been made recently, but I don't work for the ED or with the ED, so I'm not. Uh, this is not a definitive answer on the part of either the BJP or the or the ED. The ED has its own uh, rules, procedures to follow, which they do. Uh, I'm sure they are not stupid enough to come up with any sort of accusations without substantial evidence to back their claims. And insofar as the SC is concerned, let's remember that the no, person but your own filed MP the said, case. Sumaya. Ma'am, can I please finish? Can I please finish? Please, please let me finish. I have the courtesy to let me finish. Uh, please remember that it was the Congress MP, Karthi Chidambaram, who filed the case uh, that the uh, SC has given the judgment for. Uh, now, uh, as the Honorable Justice pointed out, when the SC gives judgments that are pro-BJP, then, of course, they are anti-Congress when they give. And this is true. I admit this even no, as a politician. That if they are, no, I, did, I know you didn't say BJP or Congress, sir. But you said that when it goes against one party, they claim they are against that party, which is actually uh, quite true. If you look at it, if you want to be brutally honest, that's what the politicizing of the of SG, uh, SC judgments is happening. But that's besides the point. Also, let me say uh, that the ED is not just conducting raids on politicians. For example, today, I think uh, the gentleman who runs the crypto exchange, one of those gentlemen, has also been raided on, on you know, on uh, suspicion of uh, money laundering. Now, let's understand that the, the Supreme Court has given a judgment and given an enormous amount of reasoning behind it. It's not as if I've never questioned some of the uh, Supreme Court's judgments. Of course, I have. But... Uh, the thing is, Lalita that Kumara Manglam, this if I is may, a democracy. If I may, Lalita Kumara Manglam, you see, to, you see, to, you know, no question. comments on the Supreme Court judgment. But the, I think the comment right. that is being made over she here is... She is not answering the questions these, which we have asked. That these strong powers that the Enforcement Directorate has... Yes. Will the government no. or is the government not likely to misuse those powers against its political opponents? That's the question. Look, if... This this is this depends on one's perception. If the Congress and other parties feel that we are going to misuse this, then that's what they're going to say. 
But as I have said, the ED is, I don't think the ED is run by people stupid enough. But there is proof. Okay, Ashutosh and Sanjay Hegde. One minute. Ashutosh and Sanjay Hegde both want to come in. Ashutosh, we begin with you. There is evidence that they are misusing it. Ashutosh will have to do that. डेमोक्रेसी If this was Hitler's autocracy or whatever it is that people are claiming that, uh, uh, as you know, as part of their Black Friday protests, that wouldn't be happening in India. Now, I am not saying that we don't need an opposition. Even the Prime Minister in Parliament has said that we do, and we do need a strong opposition. Okay. But you can't sure. blame the BJP constantly sure. by the, saying by the, the way, uh, Ms. Lalita Kumara Mangalam, you are not the only one defending the government. Yes. There are others also in this panel, and we'll okay. open this up for others to speak so that we can know. Ashutosh, your comment. Sanket, uh, uh, Sanket, if if this if the argument is made that the judiciary in this country, Supreme Court in this country, judges in this country are above the constitution, I do not agree with that. If judiciary commits a mistake, it has to be criticized. Even if judiciary don't make a mistake, I have every right to criticize judiciary and to criticize severely. So to 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 paint judiciary as a holy cow, I think that's a part that that's a reflection that this this country is moving to authoritarianism. Secondly, I think if somebody is saying because you are conducting a, conducting a debate on this. and a cha- your channel is known to be if not anti government at least defers with the government i want to say this that it, that the semblance of democracy has to be made in this country so that you can globally say and in the inside the country that democracy is still alive there is a democracy in, in russia also there is a democracy in in uh, in turkey also can you call it a democracy in the perfect sense today if i if i write something on the twitter i can be hounded i can be i, I can be in jail and i will not get a, get a pain anywhere today a person like zubair can be hounded like anything seven cases but nupur sharma uh, there is no case against her nobody will, no 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 court will no no uh, uh, police officer will, will go yes, after her despite having despite having a the uh, the serious and the violent consequences so where is the democracy the fact is today there are the two kinds of democracy in the country one democracy for the ruling elites uh, for the for the ruling regime and another for the opposition if you are if you are closer if you are with the ruling ruling regime then democracy is a different meaning if you are in the opposition the sure. democracy is different sanjay, meaning sanjay sanjay hegde wanted to come in mr hegde no i was uh, also struck by the fact that shama mohammad was wearing orange so these days okay. since we are on colors is that all it, that you want to say everything goes on but uh, <laughs> let me illustrate that further yeah just because somebody wears black does not mean he is automatically he or she is automatically against the country or its gods just because somebody wears orange doesn't automatically absolve them or make them holy and um, uh, to quote the great words Saffron of mr k parasran who argued the ram mandir matter ravana's sin was not only that he kidnapped sita but that he kidnapped sita wearing saffron clothes so we have in this country a long tradition of people wearing saffron also doing nefarious things so let's not go by colors today on the 75th anniversary of our independence are we free men and free women in an independent country there was a gentleman called nathan sharansky who had a test that if in the public square you cannot 
speak against the government of the day without fear of arrest, without fear of uh, violence, and, and and without fear of your life, then you are not truly living in a free country. Okay. Okay. Uh, Sushmita Dev, I want to come to you and before I ask you questions on the Can enforcement directorate and you know the larger point on opposition unity, I would uh, really want to know from you what do you make of uh, uh, you know this this color coding politics which has happened that on on black the BJP by the evening saying that uh, this is this is being done as an opposition to the foundation stone laying in uh, in Ayodhya and thus this means appeasement. See, what, what, Mr. Amit Shah, what Mr. Amit Shah should be worrying about, that he holds the second highest position in the country, state after the Prime Minister. And this is a government who uh, was screaming out loud, saying, Mahengai ki maare in 2014. They don't have a damn answer for it inside the parliament and outside the parliament. It's extremely unfortunate that a senior leader like Amit Shah should make such a frivolous statement because clearly he has no answers and the speech of Nirmala Sitaramanji in parliament exposed her, exposed her badly. Where she says inflation is 9% in US and 7% in India and yet the rupee keeps falling against the US dollar. This is a government and their foolish arguments have been exposed in the uh, parliament today. So what Mr. Amit Shah is basically doing is diverting, like Shama Muhammad says. And, and I don't blame him because what became clear in the parliament that they don't have any plausible explanation for what's happening to the economy and what's happening with price rise. So I think uh, Amit Shahji's statement was a very lightweight, casual and uh, unnecessary and unbecoming of someone who holds such a high position, he, he should have had something more concrete to say than what color which party is wearing. I mean, I'm deeply disappointed. Okay, I'm going to come back to you it. and maybe ask you some questions of the ED also. But Devjani, uh, what do you make of this assessment of the opposition? This this uh, comparison with, uh, with, with the fact that the Congress wanted to oppose the foundation stone of the Ram Temple and thus appeasement. Am I to understand that this is back to basics for the BJP? That whenever in trouble, remember Lord Ram. And no, Sanket, what I would say like this, that uh, in the in the parliamentary has been that all the questions raised by the opposition, the way they were going, uh, actually uh, forwarding falsehood on GST rates and Mahangai, the finance minister has very rightly given every answer. I mean, the answers to every question, point by point and question by question. And yeah, of course, there's Mahangai and there's inflation. We have gone through a pandemic. We are still going through. The whole world is in bad shape. There is the West is afraid of recession and we are going through a bad phase, no doubt, but in spite of that, we have kept our basics very strong and we are still handling the economy in a very strong way. The rupee is falling against the US dollar, but it is not falling against the other major currencies if we see. So that's the point. Keeping that at the background, when 
today is 5th august a very pious day for us i mean article 370 abrogation and ram mandir uh, like ram mandir inauguration today we know what the day is very special for india for bharat and today when congress decided to uh, i mean demonstrate on protest today's day they should have been a bit more careful not to wear black because it is they who have given the uh, like home minister amit shah the talking point they could have still demonstrated they could have protested okay, no shama mohammad shama mohammad quick reply shama mohammad you could have chosen a better day so the the home no. minister says that any other day you were wearing no, no. normal clothes only on the 5th of august you decided to go black No, we have put the protest long time back. We have said we are going to protest on this. Is are, are we supposed to just choose? We will do when there are issues. You see, you always come out and say Congress Party is not on the streets. Where is the Congress Party? So when we decide to do it, because there is an important issue here, they are not letting us talk in Parliament about it. Mrs. Sita Raman is ridiculing the poor. She says there is no mangai. So of course we have to protest, and we have we have protested. It has nothing to do with any temple or today or any of Ram Mandir. I think this is a protest. This is for the people of India against mangai and against unemployment, against the five percent GST. Now the other thing she said is, you know, there is COVID right now. The whole world is going through this. Let me ask her what happened in two thousand. Eight. There was an economic recession all over the world, but we in India did not feel it because we had a prime minister called Manmohan Singh, and at that time, Sanket, the the price of oil was one thirty dollars a barrel, and we were selling it in India at fifty rupees. That is how a government should take care of its citizens. That's what they're not doing. And the other thing on what uh, Mrs. Kumara Mangalam said about ED, she said there is no evidence and all those things. In a reply in Rajya Sabha. asking about ed rates it has said after 2014 it has increased 27 times and they asked how many from 2000 for the last 10 years there are 5000 cases and from 2014 onwards 3200 rates out of which there were only 223 convictions i mean that is clear harassment now if you are going to do these rates there should be equal number of convictions also or even less than that you know but 23 that is what 0.5% So that is the other thing, very important. It's it's it is not I who said that. That is the Parliament's reply in Rajya Sabha saying it has increased by twenty seven times after two thousand fourteen. Okay, so now let me let me let me introduce the next and the ED. Let me now introduce the next. The ED also comes under the finance minister. My finance okay, ministry. Okay, one moment, Sushmita Dev. Now let's let's begin the, the finance ministry. The ED. The the next part of this conversation, Sushmita Dev, and I would like to begin with you is that. if we were to believe that what you are saying or the congress is saying uh what ashutosh is saying is correct then how do you fight this do you fight this collectively do you fight this as one cohesive force in the opposition or do you have a different strategy and in that context i come back to the main topic of discussion today is the opposition fighting an existential battle where in the presidential elections also we saw that you tried coming together but then there were compulsions that took you apart and i remember you uh, advising the congress in the past also that wherever you are weak let go let someone else come up you, see, you think you need to sort this out before 2024 see there are two totally separate questions you give me one example inside the parliament 
when it has been about an issue that's impacting the nation negatively that the opposition have not raised their voice you see when there's an issue that ails the nation and the government is responsible for it any responsible opposition party will fight back because that's what that's what the, is the mood mood of the people in their constituencies when you're talking about the presidential election and the vice presidential election that's a separate issue when you're talking about who's electorally strong in one state and who's not in the other that's a, another issue so i mean let me put it in perspective it is very simple today uh, uh, i can say that congress and cpm by contesting in every seat in bengal was was not helping mamta banerjee fight her toughest battle with bjp but that has nothing to do with when the opposition raises their voice together on issues that have to impact the people negatively they they three separate issues okay Okay, Ashutosh, how would you respond? Do you feel that now is finally the time, and we have had this discussion in the past also? Yes, Mr. Hegde, I'll come back to you. Ashutosh, do you feel that a cohesive fight needs to be put uh, ahead of 2024, or is that a, a utopian situation to imagine a Mahagathbandhan in the opposition, which will fight the? Ah, uh, Sanket, uh, Sanket, opposition unity and the cohesion is a big joke in this country. Hmm. because i can understand the mamta banerjee and uh, if she was so concerned about uh, the democracy in danger in this country then she should not have said that uh, since the congress and others did not consult them so the, she is not going to support bagret alwa imagine even if she i don't agree like this, even even a, in a situation like this for her the ego is much much important than the national interest she could have said i have an congress answer and opposition that. congress and opposition i'll come back you committed a mistake you did not consult us i don't like it but for the national interest i will support the candidate today indirectly she is supporting the modi government she is supporting jagdish dhankar who had made uh, mamta banerjee's life a hell but ego unfortunately in this country the egos of the opposition leaders are so high that they forget the national interest they are they are willing to support uh, Mo, Mo, uh, modi government indirectly so how can you assume that there will be national there yeah, that's an allegation sushmita dev there, there has been I'm put not, on i'm not saying mamta banerjee was in delhi on friday she met the prime minister and there are allegations that this is some sort of a secret deal that the tmc has with the bjp perhaps to make sure that the ed goes easy you see i i i understand i understand that ashutosh is getting uh, extremely worried about this situation and uh, leveling many allegations i would like to say at the cost of repeating myself that in the 2021 assembly election mamta banerjee fought a very tough election the entire country watched it where modi sarkar was saying 200 par and congress and cpm fought against her on every seat yet this was in the month of may she won the election and let me remind ashutosh ji uh, you know he sounds very upset about it but it is mamta banerjee who came to delhi and met mrs gandhi and all other opposition's leaders and i think uh, i take great umbrage the fact that you call mamta banerjee as a ego if she had an ego she wouldn't have come and met sonia gandhi mr yachuri and uh, samajwadi and had a meeting in delhi in the month of august and then taken the initiative in the president's election 
Secondly, this whole theory about uh, Mamta Banerjee helping Dhankar, it is very simple. Even if she did, even if she did vote with the opposition parties, I don't think it would have made any difference to the results of her abstaining or us abstaining from the, the, this vice president election doesn't mean that we're giving Dhankar a, you know, victory because of things. Okay. And last but not the least, one just, I need just five seconds, yeah. is that what is more worrying to me, what is more worrying to me is there's so much of hoo-ha about Mamta Banerjee abstaining, what people like Ashutosh who are neutral and well-known analysts should worry more about Congress MLAs in states like Assam and Rajasthan who are directly voting for the BJP candidate and allies like JMM and Udhav Thakre who are directly voting for Dhanka, for Murmu and have a government with the Congress. Okay, no Shama Mohammed. Shama Mohammed, just no, quickly no, coming back a, to this you. This is not for Shama. This is for Mr. Ashutosh. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Ashutosh. I'll come to Mr. Ashutosh. That when I, you do criticize, please look answer. at the larger picture and get out of this habit of targeting Mamta Banerjee. Okay, okay, one moment. So Ashutosh, your right to reply will it come, so but first, Shama Mohammed. Shama Mohammed, you see. Uh, in many previous broadcasts, I remember Ms. Sushmita Dev saying that if the Congress has seen on the basis of track record that you are not strong electorally on certain seats, get out of that place. Give it to or, you know, have an alliance with someone more deserving. Fight cohesively. Don't try to be the big brother in the opposition. Do you feel that the opposition space ahead of 2024 needs to get rid of the ego if you are to fight what you claim is the ego of the central government? No, I don't agree on that point that we are acting like a big brother. We have fought with RJD in Bihar. In DMK, uh, in uh, Tamil Nadu, we are with the DMK. So where is the big brother over there? There is no big brother there. So what? I, I don't know from where this comes from. We are with the JMM in Jharkhand. So it's not that we are trying our best to form alliances to defeat the Bhatia Janata Party wherever they are. We are fighting. I mean, the only leader who has steadfastly or steadily from the last uh, eight years or so who's been talking against the BJP and the RSS, their ideology, is Rahul Gandhi. From day one, he has not budged from where he is. He keeps attacking the RSS. He keeps attacking the BJP. He keeps attacking them on their policies every day, day in and day out. So how can you say that we are not uh, forming alliances? We have formed, we were with, in Maharashtra, we were with the Shiv Sena. I mean, we have done everything possible so that the Bhatia Janata Party does not come to power. But the problem with here is, uh, you know, they are destroying democratically elected governments. That is the problem. My, uh, my point is, have what, you, you, what is the opposition what doing about it? Have either collectively or individually. What is happening in Madhya Pradesh? Is street protests one way of I mean, you saw the letter the which together? has been signed by... No, in case of this recent ED and all those things, all the opposition mem uh, parties have come together and signed a letter where uh, the re about the recent Supreme Court judgment. As you can see, even a normal police, according to the IPC, if they start an investigation, they have to file an FIR. But here, it's not important. 
a charge sheet is not important immediately. I mean, you can summon, the ED can summon anybody anytime they want. Mm. There is, there's got so much of power now, the enforcement directorate. Okay. Okay. You know, they've Sanjay, upheld Sanjay it. Hegde. And we do feel and then Mr. that the Supreme Ashish Court should right look into reply. it. It's important. And a couple of other guests then. Sanjay Hegde, you wanted to come in. Yes, I wanted to come in just in my capacity as somebody who's watched politics for a very long time. Historically, against a dominant ruling party, the opposition winning has happened only because of somebody who has stood outside power. Whether it was Jayaprakash Narayan in 1977 or whether you had Harkishan Singh Sulchit who piloted uh, two or three governments, both the VP Singh government and later on Deve Gowda Gujarat. It's happened when there has been one honest broker who has no personal stake in the government. I think more than an opposition face for 2024, what you first need is one honest person whom everybody else trusts. So you feel, oh, that's very interesting. Actually, a whole new subject matter of discourse. Who is going to be the leader of the opposition? You know, in a contest, in a political contest. Who will that most acceptable face going to be? Uh, Ashutosh, your right to reply. Uh, I think I, I I can understand the Sushmita Dev's Dev's problem. The problem is, uh, I I have been a great admirer of Mamta. There is no doubt about. It. I've written about it also, and I don't hide. I I don't mince my words. But the fact is, there is there is an opportunistic trait in her. Mamta Banerjee had been with Bharati Janata Party, with RSS ideology. She was a she was a minister in in Atal Bihari Vajpayee's government. Today, she is defending and fighting BJP for the simple reason because BJP is trying to upstage her in Bengal. If, if, if BJP had been a weak, weak, weak in Bengal, CPM, the Congress has been strong enough, Mamta Banerjee would not have fought BJP. The but way you know, ideology point, aside, isn't point, that how politics point. is done, Ashutosh? No, 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 second point, second point. I think Sushmita is also forgetting that in Goa, the kind of words she used against the Congress party and this has spoiled the entire opposition unity, unity, unity efforts. So today, Mamta Banerjee, she knows and everybody understands that that is if Abhishek Banerjee is targeted by enforcement directorate. She has to make truce with the central government. Otherwise, like Partha Banerjee, to, tomorrow, Abhishek can also land up in jail. It's as simple. Okay. I, I, you know, Sushmita, before you, before you reply, uh, two of our guests have been waiting. Ashwini Dubey, just quickly coming back to the point of the ED. You see, we've been speaking to a lot of experts. Without commenting on what the Supreme Court has done, do you feel that the powers of the Enforcement Directorate, which now even the Supreme Court has stamped, have a potential to be misused against political opponents? And how does one stop this? As Shama was talking just a short while ago, the rate of conviction is low. The number of political people who are in the ED radar, very high. I have two points to answer. Would there be a situation where somebody will be charged of corruption, but booked under the stringent acts of the PMLA, not the Prevention of Corruption Act? Sanketji... Directorate of Enforcement is a specialized body tasked with implementing only the crucial financial laws. This is Prevention of Money Laundering and Foreign Accident That's Management wrong. Act. 
that's a investigation that allow me to complete sir i know you allow me to complete so the powers which have been derived or which has been given under the pmla and under the foreign exchange management act that if property is derived or obtained as a result of criminal activity the value of the property which is called the proceeds of the crime and also if the property has been taken or held abroad any other property equivalent in value which is also the proceeds of the crime now coming to the other aspect you have just raised the numbers the statistics during 2014 to 2022 the enforcement directed took up 22330 cases remember 2022 and conducted 996 searches only while show cause notices were sent in 5329 but that not mean that the charge sheet was filed against him there were booked and they were faced the trial during this period penalty of 6376 crore was imposed on the accused and properties worth rupees 7060 crore was seized now moving further if we see the what the supreme court has just mandated supreme court has not said that the special courts does not have power to oversee the evidences which has been gathered by the top premier agency of this country supreme court has only held the constitutional powers of ed to make arrest no that's the point no while the ed has the power how are they being applied and that too against the opposition party i'm i'm really low on time but sushmita dev's right to reply on what ashutosh is saying just see very briefly it hurts me when neutral analysts like ashutosh work on the basis of suppositions and conjectures when mamta banerjee met the governor of bengal in darjeeling they said oh mamta banerjee's cut a deal and then partha chatterjee goes to jail and is raided and all rest is history okay now it is please understand mamta banerjee is under no pressure she's taken babul shupriyo away a sitting mp of the bjp she's taken arjun singh away a sitting mp of the bjp and if she feared the bjp and the ed and if she was so worried about abhishek banerjee she wouldn't be going around decimating bjp the way she is she has been doing in bengal number 2 i would like to say that there is nothing wrong with the chief minister making a courtesy visit to a prime minister hmm. and to the president of india there is nothing wrong with it and the okay. more you read into it ashutosh you are promoting the narrative of the bjp against a challenger oh, and a leader like mamta okay, you are okay i have run out of time please stop i i i completely run out of time first of all you should be doing this will, this will not end i always i have this, 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 this will not end you are just this will not end one point here that's it and you have you are going to say i want to say that i want to say to say one point analyzing properly i want to apply has rss changed technology has r1 point technology okay stepping in now a hard stop on this debate thank you very much for joining us all of you well completely run out of time thank you very much no amount of time is ever enough in a political debate but we've come to the end of the big fight is this an existential battle for the for the opposition or not what do you think please do write in to us short break be right back.
Let's quickly take some comments on the coup app also. Nikita writes, the supremacy uh, the, the, the Congress once enjoyed in the opposition space has now been ceded to smaller parties. Nishir says, tough times ahead for the grand old party. As we said, what do you think about this issue? Is this an existential battle for them? Do write in to us. Good night and good luck.